0: Welcome to the Charva Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. All right. Today's podcast is on a subject that I have never actually discussed on this podcast for the six years, this podcast or five and a half years, whatever uh, has been existing. Uh, I've always been a keen watcher of uh, the issue of stray dogs or animal rights or however we want to present it. And I never really understood it. I asked too many questions on this subject and never really had very strong opinions on this, and then I was talking to Abhijit Ayer Mitra. And then Abhijit said, Do you want to do a podcast? And he says, I was like, Actually, do do you know someone who can speak about this? And he said, Well, I have a friend, uh, Percy will Billy Moria. So, Percy is a senior counsel who loves and cares for animals. He's not an animal rights activist in his own words, he loves India, he's a patriot. And uh, I reached out to him, and he was nice enough to agree. So, Percy, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kushal. Uh, The
1: correct term would be not animal rights activist, but a humanist. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Part of uh, being human is caring for other living beings.
0: Fair enough. I agree. I agree with you. So maybe can we start over here? How we can look at the macro image. And then we can maybe focus on uh, this specific subjects of stray dogs and, and the issue because it is so, uh, so charged. I mean, I've seen some of the social media discussions around this subject and oh boy, both the sides are really emotional on this. But how does one look at and maybe consider animals in general, like people have so many views on this. So, so maybe we start from there and then we work down from.
1: Right, so let's start with, uh, I mean, there are many dimensions to this. There are uh, religious issues, there are philosophical issues. Uh, There is an issue about what our constitution says. So let's start with that. So if you look at, um, let's take religion. Uh, I don't believe that there is any religion that advocates, that actively advocates harming animals. Now, there is a body of Western thought uh, which does tend to say that, look, animals are soulless beings. But in India, that is definitely not our culture. Animals also have a soul. Animals are sentient beings. See, what does it mean to be sentient? It it means a conscious being. So consciousness is a very human uh, attribute and uh, anybody who interacts with animals who has pets will know that you can communicate with animals some of these um, animal haters uh, do tend to ridicule sometimes and say oh so your you know this is your uh, new daughter or your new son and the answer is yes and there are some very uh, intelligent uh, people well educated people who definitely treat their pets as their own children, dogs are family, right? I I mentioned dogs only because uh, dogs are the most common uh, pets that we have, but, uh, you know, this extends to the entire animal kingdom. If you, uh, there have been certain uh, videos that I've seen, which are horrific in terms of, you know, pigs, for example, are supposed to be more intelligent than dogs even and When pigs are being taken to the slaughter, they know, they can can feel that, they they get it, that this is going to be the end of me. There have been instances of uh, cows who are dragged in a slaughterhouse, right? and you can see the tears coming down. So these are beings who are very perceptive, maybe at a spiritual level, they are much more connected than we are, I mean, in terms of intuition. So, for example, if you take dogs, uh, you know, everyone's seen recently the great work that dogs have done in Turkey, right? Even in 9-11, there were uh, some, some animals which were, uh, you know, the heroes of the day, and they were honored by the, by the, fi- uh, the fire uh, people, the, the local authorities. Um, our military trains animals and uses them to their advantage. Uh, In our religion, uh, let's take Hindu religion, for example. So there is this famous term Vasudeva Kutumbakam. It's in the Upanishads. What does it mean? Kutum means family. All living beings are part of the same family. Now, if we as humans are going to be arrogant and say, okay, well, I have a few characteristics which you don't have. Right? If you are going to f- feel and say that, look, we are superior because we have the power of reasoning. Then maybe that is one more reason for people to take care of beings who you, in your perception, believe are inferior to you. So that that's the whole uh, issue. The constitution also lays down a fundamental duty to all citizens to be caring for all sentient beings. So uh, no matter what dimension you look at it, whether it's religion, philosophy, your own beliefs and mind you, you know, as far as your own beliefs are concerned, I've known a lot of situations where uh, somebody in a family wants to adopt a pet and, you know, the parents or someone says, no, no, you will go away. And what will we do? We'll have to look after the creature. And uh, then the, the pet does come. Within two weeks, it becomes the baby of the house. So the people who are resisting the pet suddenly turn around and say that, okay, well, you go do your work, do your thing. I'm going to look after this little creature. So there is this very innate feature about animals. The other issue that uh, one must note, uh, Kushal, is that uh, dogs and some of these animals, horses, they are beautiful creatures and they can be trained so uh, for example you can train a dog to get into a dog fight dog fight is actually a very cruel sport right so there are certain breeds uh, for example pit bulls etc because of their innate strength they are used and bred to be trained for dog fights but that doesn't mean that every pit bull uh, is a ferocious creature Every dog has to be trained to be ferocious. They are not inherently ferocious. There is no such thing as a ferocious animal. Now, the point is that when, uh, when you have a, what, what you call as a stray dog, uh, which again, terminology matters, right? So I prefer to call as community animals right? or free ranging animals. So you have a stray uh, in your society. Now, if you do not feed them, so there's this huge media campaign that you talk about, uh, where, uh, you know, people say that do not feed the stray. Now, the logic is a little perverse. The logic uh, of these uh, people is that, look, if you feed the strays, you'll attract more strays and then dogs are pack animals. To some extent, that is true. But by not feeding them, you are compounding the issue. I'll tell you why. One... Like any other living creature, a hungry animal is more ferocious. Right? human beings who go hungry are ferocious. There was, uh, in fact, just yesterday, uh, on one of the South Indian channels, uh, you know, someone did some uh, a story on what it means to be hungry for an animal. Right? So uh, there is there has to be empathy about this. So you can't deprive an animal of care, and food, and then expect the animal to be nice to you. If you are uh, good to animals, they will be good to you. This is the universal rule. Secondly, uh, the only way that you can control the dog population is animal bird control. Now, animal bird control has worked in several countries. Uh, There is the story of, uh, for example, Netherlands and Israel, so if you see some of the early uh, master painting of the masters, animals and dogs featured in these early paintings. So there were a lot of fetal dogs in Netherlands. Uh, then there was the breakout of, uh, of a rabies epidemic. And suddenly the Netherlands authorities uh, brought in regulations to, uh, to regulate this. They found, and I'm talking about the 1800s, they found that, look, uh, the only way to control the dog population was animal birth control. Culling is not the issue. Uh, Depriving them of food is not the issue. You cannot starve an animal. You have to take care of the animal. And if you, uh, in fact, if you feed the animal and the animal is in good health, The animal can be sterilized. Animal birth control is all about pick up the dog. And again, you know, there are certain guidelines as to how you can pick up because they tend to run away. So you have to be very uh, conscious about, uh, you know, the techniques to be used. Uh, It's all there in the, uh, in the animal welfare board of India. They have framed rules on all of these. So there's a human way to pick up these animals. You take them to a sterilization center, and then when they recover, you drop them back. This is magical because uh, uh, do remember that if you have a female dog, and this is one of the reasons why a lot of the uh, dogs that I have, uh, a large majority of them are female. Uh, One female dog can in her lifetime give rise to about 50 puppies. So if you look at the exponential growth, uh, that an unsterilized animal can, can result in. Uh, it, it's a immediately clear and apparent that the only solution is animal birth control. It has worked in other countries. Netherlands is a good example. Israel, there are certain other examples. It has also worked in some of our states, some states, which have implemented this properly, they've uh, seen ex- extremely good results.
0: There is really no other solution to this. So can you, uh, for example, uh, give a few names of the states that have uh, uh, executed this sterilization policy well?
1: Yeah, so I have, so Haryana, Jaipur, uh, Chennai, Nilgiris uh, in Bombay. So uh, sometime in the early 1980s, uh, Bombay had a culling program. A uh, lot of dogs were electrocuted brutally. Then the municipal authorities themselves realize, and this is part of the court documents, by the way, the municipal authorities themselves realize that culling is not the answer. You can never do it that way. So uh, Jamshedpur, uh, if you uh, look at, uh, say, for example, Bhutan, Philippines, Sikkim, where the animal welfare program is well implemented, the population of stray dogs does come down. There's no doubt about it. It is a proven fact. There is a a WHO document uh, that says that this is the only way to uh, overcome this problem. You know, the other thing, uh, you know, people often talk about rabies. Now, uh, see, Look, uh, first of all, dogs are not the only animals that spread rabies, but vaccination of stray dogs is very important. So if you have a stray dog, if you are a feeder, if you are looking after stray dogs, uh, most feeders nowadays do take care of their vaccination. It's it's in any case a guideline now. If you're taking care of community animals, you must be responsible enough to also take care of their health and the health of the humans around. So vaccination is another big issue. Secondly, there are states where sometimes there is no vaccination available. So even if there's a dog bite, right, then people say, oh, the person died of rabies. But the point is that did the state have the requisite stock of vaccinations? Now, of course, I must tell you here that there are, there is a wide range of uh, opinions. One of the uh, huge problems is that, uh, you know, the People who love animals are not united in, in their opinion. and But it, it's a very large constituency. But it, you know, people do differ from uh, household to household. So there are people who love animals, but they take in an animal and they find that, oh, I can't take care of, care of the animal and then they abandon them. You know, A genuine animal lover would never abandon an animal. I mean, you cared for the dog, the dog stayed with you as part of your family, and then you let it go. right? But sometimes people do think that this is what happened, by the way, during the pandemic. A lot of people were locked into their homes and uh, they thought that, look, uh, we, I need some company, let's adopt. And uh, they did adopt. And then when the pandemic ended, they said, oh, I can't look after the animal. They let it, let it out on the roads. This is one part of the problem. You can't do that. The other issue is that people who like animals tend to buy from breeders. Right now, breeders are not really the most ethical in terms of their practices. Some of some of these, uh, you know, well, uh, these breed dogs are bred internally. So you could have a situation where you're buying a pup, uh, which uh, the parents of the pup are from the same litter, which is absurd and and these dogs uh, do tend to develop uh, genetic issues as time progresses so for example uh, it is quite well known that labs uh, labradors which is a very popular breed uh, for instance they develop hip problems as time goes on this is all because of the inbreeding so there are the awbi the animal welfare board of india also has regulations on breeders but it is also up to the people who claim to be animal lovers to ensure that, look, uh, you know, why should I buy a dog from a breeder? Because there are so many animals that are homeless. I call them homeless dogs or community dogs, right? And these uh, homeless dogs, they're voiceless creatures. So quite apart from, uh, you know, the need to look after them, uh, you know, uh, we have to be a little more empathic. Uh, the media has unfortunately played a very negative role in recent times, uh, which is probably what you picked
0: up. Yeah. In fact, I'll give you an example. um, From where this uh, entire issue came on my radar, this is from 2016, if I remember, when uh, the state of Kerala had made that... uh, ruling around killing stray dogs, if you remember. And at that time, the then minister Maneka Gandhi had uh, mm. spoken about it. And uh, I don't know, it is such a touchy topic. Like, oh, I went and followed some of the people who discussed. I mean, I thought football Twitter sucked. And then I saw Stray Dog Twitter and I was like, holy moly, people are like insane on this subject. Like both sides just going and having at it. Oh, you this, you that. And I was like, "That uh, it's crazy. And then what happens is every now and then you will see a video that comes on your feed where, okay, I'll give you an example. It, it is genuinely scary at times. So you have to understand the psyche of a person who does not, Who's not a dog lover? See, let's get real. Everybody is not obliged to be a dog lover. You get empathized with animals. And, and, and I kind of understand. That's why I'm very grateful that you started with this long explanation. But having said that, not everybody is going to be a dog lover or, or a pet lover. Now, if you're walking on the road or you're just... So I'll give you a story. So I remember once walking... And so there is a main road and then there's a small gully like you just pass through the intersection to the other side. And there's this guy who was riding a, a bicycle who says, hey, can you walk with me to the other side of the road? I was like, why? Who the hell are you? You stranger. You're telling me to walk with you. And he's like, no, I'm really scared. Dogs will come after me. And, you know, it does happen because if you're going on a two wheeler, I've seen it many times, cycling people people driving, riding a cycle. Look, car owners are fine, right? They are inside a car, but for a two wheeler driving and then dogs chasing them. Now, nobody knows what, at least that person driving or riding the bike or the two wheeler motorcycle, doesn't know whether a dog is going after them. They get scared and see these, these lead to irrational reactions too. And then you'll see videos of a baby being bitten by dogs and being killed by dogs in slums or in many other areas. So how do you, deal? it is such an emotive, like if you're going to try to rationally approach a person who's seen a video of a baby being mauled by stray dogs, they're not going to listen to you. Right, Percy? You're
1: so right. So look, uh, at this point of time, we do have a problem in terms of man animal conflict. All right. But uh, let me tell you, so for example, uh, let's take your uh, experience of uh, somebody riding a bike and, you know, dogs chasing the bike, right? Now, number one, dogs are pack animals, right? So if there is one dog that chases a bike, the other dogs will chase, right? It, it's a, it's their nature. Will the dogs bite the man? No, right? very unlikely. But uh, be that as it may Let's, let's look at that situation. So again, what is the solution? The solution is to ensure proper animal birth control so that you, know, you don't have huge packs of dogs on the road. And this is something which is a very quick fix. It's not a long-term solution. It just has to be implemented in the right way. That's what I'm saying. As far as uh, this thing about babies is concerned, OK? Uh, Let me tell you, uh, our media, uh, look, uh, Kushal, you know, as well as I do uh, that nowadays, the media cannot be trusted. Right? I mean, today, if the media decides to get after an issue, if they get a particular issue in their teeth, right, they will not let it go. Right? So there is today a huge anti-dog media campaign that is being carried out. Uh, and this is being carried out by people who are motivated. Who are these people? There is a, I believe, now this is my own personal opinion, and you know there are people who don't necessarily subscribe to this. But I have very good reason to believe that there is a huge dog meat lobby in this country. Hang on. Dog meat lobby. Yes. Let me explain this. All right. So you spoke about 2016 in Kerala. Now, again, uh, you know, I personally, I uh, do not think uh, very highly about uh, communists, right? Uh, It's not about the people. The people of Kerala are lovely people. Probably one of the more cerebral uh, people that you could meet, But the ideology of communism uh, pervades deeply into these societies. Uh, You've seen what's going on in West Bengal right now. Absurd situations. And uh, in 2016, uh, we had a a case where... uh, So that is when the uh, Supreme Court had intervened uh, in an issue uh, where, from the High Court of Bombay. So the High Court of Bombay had uh, ruled that um, local municipal rules uh, will override uh, and prevail over the Central Act and rules. Uh, the Supreme Court stayed that matter. And that is when the 2016 uh, type of cases uh, were going on. Kerala also jumped into the fray at that point of time. Uh, I can't say too much about it because I'm you know, one of the councils in that case. But I can certainly tell you that uh, in that 2016 uh, era, uh, the Supreme Court clearly said that, look, uh, you cannot have cruelty against animals. And uh, the way in which uh, certain groups of people in Kerala were killing stray dogs, uh, you know, there were some horrific pictures that came. In fact, uh, some of them were hauled up before the Supreme Court for contempt of court. I do believe that these uh, this group of, there's one particular individual, in fact, who uh, was hauled up. And in fact, later it was uh, discovered that he was um, into prostitution. He was picking up uh, young women, uh, you know, from an orphanage. And he was in that racket and he was incarcerated for that reason. Right? If he had been incarcerated for contempt of court, <laughs> maybe that would you know, that issue would have been solved. But anyway, so this uh, issue in Kerala came up in 2016. Uh, at that time, uh, you know, we had the Supreme Court where uh, Justice uh, Deepak Mishra was a very humane person. And he came down a little heavily on, the, on these practices. Uh, I think they have now regrouped that lobby of dog haters uh, who's, what is their plan? Their plan is, look, there are too many stray dogs. Uh, let's send them to be eaten. Right. They're, they're saying it openly. Uh, I mean, they are also saying that, look, um, you know, we should get rid of stray dogs in some way or the other, but this is their solution ultimately. And then they claim to be animal lovers. They say that, okay, we are animal lovers. We love animals. We don't want to harm animals, but you know, the rights of human beings trump the rights of animals. Now, to my mind, again, uh, there are many philosophies here, but the issue really is that at the end of the day, have you in your state undertaken animal birth control in the manner that it was prescribed and mandated? You have not, right? So if the stray dog population has grown today, Uh, Let's say there is a particular district where you have a very infectious disease. Now it is the job of the local municipality to ensure that there are adequate, uh, there's adequate medication and vaccines uh, that are available. And then uh, the disease gets eradicated. You may, you may have some kind of confinement of the population. You failed in that duty. You did not make the vaccines and, and the medication available. Now, is it kosher for you to turn around and say, okay, well, gee, we messed up, but, you know, why don't we just, you know, shoot all those people so that the disease doesn't spread? It's in the greater good of all humanity, right? So this is as absurd, what they're saying today is as absurd as the example that I'm giving you. So, uh, again, uh, right now, what they are now saying is that You know, let's ship all these dogs to uh, some of the states which consume dogs or maybe even export them to Vietnam, etc. Now, there are some very powerful uh, interests that are uh, behind this. And these powerful interests have captured the media attention. Now, to what extent the media is complicit in this, uh, I cannot exactly say. But, uh, you know, very soon there is a. Uh, NGO in Delhi that has served notices on the media for fake stories there have been a lot of fake stories this is all fake news most of this is fake news and, and I'm not exaggerating so let me let me give you a few examples so there was uh, about six seven months ago there was a headline that says uh, pet dog kills owner and it it made the round because there's one headline and then all the other news houses pick it up. <clears throat> now, the, what had happened is that there was a lady who was found dead and the dog was sitting next to next to the lady when the son came home from work. Unfortunately, the media failed to report uh, what the son later on said. He clarified that look, she tripped and fell and hit her head on the tipoy, on the furniture and she died. It had nothing to do with the dog. But just because you find the lady dead and there's only the dog in the room, how does it become a headline that pet dog kills owner, own owner? Right? So there are several stories like this. So, for example, there was this uh, uh, incident in Ghaziabad. So there's a lady in an elevator where uh, you know she's taking her pet dog out and there's a Child on, uh, you know, in the same elevator, and the, all that you can see in the video is a pet dog just comes and you know c- comes up to shoulder level on the child. This is what dogs will do. If you if I'll call some of my pet dogs here right now, you will see the way they'll jump all over me. Right? It's a sign of affection right? there is absolutely no bite or anything so. Two days later, there was, of course, an FIR in this case that was lodged. Uh, I think the lady said that, look, if there is any injury, etc., we'll pay for it. Inquiries later reveal that there was no sign of any dog bite. The child was not injured because of any dog bite. Two days later, there's a headline that says, see the response of the lady in the elevator. And I thought that, well, maybe she's given a statement and what do you find? Do You find the father who is very crassly abusing this poor lady because all that she's doing is she's taking a dog and walking away. And there's this man uh, recording a video of her walking away uh, on his uh, mobile phone. And the headline is, see the response. So the way it's being portrayed is she had nothing to say. She just walked away, but what about the fact that the father is very crassly abusing this poor lady. That what about the fact that there was no dog bite? There was no evidence of a dog bite. Follow up on your stories. There have been some very horrific incidents. I'll tell you about one more. <clears throat> so uh, there is an incident in Noida, which after all is NCR as you know. Now <clears throat> it's a large society. So uh, there were uh, two manual laborers, uh, husband and wife, who were working in the front of a particular building. Their infant child was found at the back. This was sometime around the Diwali period. Infant child was found at the back uh, with a wound on his stomach, Uh, immediately moved to hospital and passed away in the hospital, a very unfortunate situation. Now, This incident was blamed on the dogs. Now, as it so happened, uh, this society had a lot of, uh, uh, you know, internal strife between, uh, you know, some of the feeders in that society and uh, other residents in the RWAs who were demanding to know why are you feeding the dogs, etc. The same uh, kind of nonsense that goes on quite regularly. Now, when you look at that incident, uh, Kushal, the Look at the facts. There is no eyewitness who saw the child being attacked by the dogs. All that they found is that there were dogs that were standing around the child and barking, which is what dogs will do to attract attention. That when they smell blood, they will go there and they are barking to attract attention. Why was the child lying at the back where there is no CCTV? The the parents were working on the front where there is CCTV. The child is at the back where there is no CCTV. Moreover, uh, you blame the dog bite. Now, when I showed that video to a few veterinarians, they said, look, this doesn't look like a dog bite because in a dog bite, the skin would be shredded. This is a clean cut. Right? More importantly, there was no post-mortem report. Now, have you ever heard of a situation where You know, any human being dies in a hospital and there is no post-mortem report. Why not? Right? So the circumstances are very suspicious. This was during Diwali. Uh, Pertinently, at that particular point of time, in Kerala, there was a news item of uh, a middle-aged lady uh, being a victim of human sacrifice. What kind of age are we living in, right? So there is some kind of uh, belief that there are certain days in or around Diwali where human sacrifice is the thing to do. And there are apparently some people who still believe this. And this was a reported case from Kerala of a middle-aged lady who was killed because of human sacrifice two days after the noida incident there was a very similar incident with a infant in bangalore in that case the authorities investigated the matter and they said that this is not a dog bite issue this is a case this is a case of human sacrifice right now this is what we know what we also know is that the media blew up the issue and reported it as dogs small infant. Right? There is no evidence of that happening. There is no post mortem report that shows that this is this was actually a dog bite incident. Uh, very mysteriously, there are some animal, uh, you know lovers who tried to reach out to the parents to find out what happened you know why was the child lying there uh, the parent parents had disappeared they went away to their native village right now today for all you know kushal there is a killer that is still walking the streets right so i would look the media <laughs> you understand indoctrination right i mean have you ever thought about uh, why in nazi germany an entire nation turned against a particular sect jews right because it's indoctrination now some of this indoctrination that is going on in the media about uh, dog issues i think minister goebbels would have been proud uh, see i The media today is not what it was. Uh, I grew up in Bombay where, you know, we had the old lady of Bodhi Banda, right? The Times Group. And I remember, um, you know, the very scholarly editorials by a man called Girilal Jain. He was the chief editor at that time. My father used to say that he's uh, Mrs. Gandhi's Chamcha, right? He probably was, but uh, I mean, whatever he said uh, was tempered, uh, measured and reasoned. It was never, uh, you know, a shrill cry where headlines, uh, screaming headlines, do not even match the content of their own reports, which is also contrary to the Press Council guidelines. See, nobody is saying uh, that the media should be gagged. The media has a very important role in a democracy. But in discharging that role, they have a duty to report the truth. See, one is the editorial content. where you can express your own opinion. Even there, uh, you know, there are newspapers uh, where, so for example, you know, the Guardian newspaper uh, had the cheek to send me, uh, you know, a mailer saying, please contribute and support our cause and we will prevent the Tories from coming to power. What the hell? I mean, why is a newspaper taking up causes, political causes, right? So it makes you wonder because the Guardian is a completely left-wing rabble rouser. Right? So uh, this is the kind of problems that are going on here. Uh, You can't have the media taking sides, even in an editorial. Editorials like, you know, uh, please look at some of the editorial that Girilal Jain wrote, which was, which had a uh, Mrs. Gandhi, pro Mrs. Gandhi slant, no doubt about it. When you read it in hindsight, you realize that. Uh, But at the same time, they were scholarly, well written, well reason. now you may not agree with the reasoning but it did not leave leave you either furious or uh you know scared right now what the media is doing is they are spreading fear about dogs this is nothing short of a huge ad campaign it's like selling toothpaste suppose tomorrow somebody is launching a new brand of toothpaste what will you do you'll have a pr agency the pr agency will apart from ads Uh, There will be, you know, there will be a media campaign that goes on, right? There is nothing short of that. Look, when, uh, just around the time that this Noida incident happened, uh, I was stunned. Uh, There are a bunch of people who are distributing T-shirts, which read, uh, the street dogs go after our tastiest children. T-shirts. Now, This is a media campaign. Who would do this? Dogs go after our tastiest children? Look, ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, you know, there is something about us as a people which makes us vulnerable to propaganda. Right? And this is a media campaign that has been perpetrated. Uh, I have appeared on, you know, many channels, but unfortunately, until today, I've never had the opportunity to have a long. Uh, discussion, uh, you know, all that we come and say is that, look, uh, if you have a problem, please implement ABC properly. The countries which have implemented animal birth control do not have these problems. That's all you can say because, you know, uh, tempers are flying and, you know, that's the only rational thing you can say. But at the end of the day, you know, you probably have killers who are today walking around. And dogs are being blamed. Right? So this is a uh, this is a huge issue. And then, what is the objective and purpose of this media campaign? So let me tell you. So there was uh, some time ago, about uh, maybe a year or so back, uh, there was a news item. Uh, there was an entire container of uh, dog meat. Right, which was uh, discovered uh, near the railway station in Chennai. It was seized by the police. And uh, there were. Uh, if you see some of the newspaper photographs of that dog meat, uh, it's obvious that it's a dog, right? Because it's not the size of a lamb or, or a goat. Right? And it is wrapped in plastic. Why would lamb or goat meat be wrapped in plastic? It's visually, you can definitely confirm that these are dog meat carcasses. So the container was seized. It was sent to a lab. um, And then the lab comes back and says, no, no, it's not dog meat. It's, you know, mutton, uh, which is absurd. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry to tell you, but, uh, you know, we are still living in a country where, uh, you know, you can get anything done. Right? You want... um, first post-mortem report, you want a, you know, certificate from a lab. Of course, you know, uh, for the right price, you can get this for the asking. That is the unfortunate truth. Uh, But shortly after that incident, uh, you know, all these uh, issues started to surface. So the same anti-dog lobby, uh, which, uh, tried to do this in 2016. Uh, They did not really succeed. In between, we had the pandemic. They are now circled up and ganged up in a way and are coming after the dogs. Uh, Now, I'm not saying that all the people on the other side, uh, some of them are well-meaning. Some of them may well be, you know, concerned, uh, you know, like you genuinely expressed. Uh, But they are misguided. But the central power uh, behind this Is a very strong uh, business group uh, which wants to get into this dog meat trade now do i have uh, hard evidence about what i'm saying not at this moment right but you know i will soon enough i will have this evidence so uh, look I mean, the media has a if you if you have, for example, in the space of three days, four different media houses coming out uh, with a story that says what to do in case of dog bites. Right? The underlying presumption being dogs bite. Right? So this, this is something that f- spreads a fear psychosis. Uh, I was talking to somebody who lives in a South Delhi uh, locality. Now, she says that, look, uh, she's always said this, that, look, uh, fortunately, I live in a locality which is very dog friendly. It's still probably true because a large number of the households are people who keep pets, right? But she said, listen, um, you know, recently, over the last uh, year or so, the sentiment is now becoming anti-dog. Because even when I take my dog to a park, uh, there is somebody who says, uh, Ye to katega. Uh, your dog is just sitting there, Q katega. Right? So the sentiment is changing because the fear psychosis for which the media and the media campaign is responsible is taking hold. This is phase one. Phase two is that. All the RWS are now saying that okay, let's uh, stop the feeding, which is the wrong thing to do. Because if you stop the feeding, you're making the dogs even more ferocious. Right. So all the RWS are now saying, okay, let's stop uh, the feeding. Uh, if there's anybody who feeds, uh, you know, let's penalize them. Now this is, by the way, contrary to the rules. It is also contrary to, for example, in Delhi we have a. Uh, order, a very nice order by the Delhi High Court, which sets out very rational guidelines for feeding of dogs. There has to be a spot that is designated for for feeding so that, you know, the other residents are not inconvenienced. The feeding times are set out. And the uh, feeders have to be responsible enough to follow those rules. But if you follow that, there is absolutely no reason for this Uh, man-animal conflict that we are now seeing. But those rules, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the rules are not well implemented again. Uh, So that that is part of the issue. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to find the solution. And the only solution is what is already a tried and tested formula, which is animal birth control.
0: Okay, I have a few questions here now. So uh, in preparation of this podcast, I was trying to read differing opinions. And uh, what I I interestingly find out is uh, the reportage is of two kinds. One is just incidents of reportage where, you know, victims of dog biting or or dogs being attacked irrationally, both are reported in, in whatever way. Uh, The second is opinion pieces. So, obviously, there was one recently written on the 31st of March by Priyanka Deo. Now, I was shocked to find out that uh, around the estimated stray dog population is about 35 million in India. I was like, whoa, damn, there are so many dogs in India. I did not even know that. But apparently, there are. And then, obviously, this is just the stray dog. And there are like 10 million pet dogs or something. But there was another... uh, uh, opinion piece that had come on the indian express and this was on the march 21st 2023 by abhi t vanak i want to read a particular uh, uh, bit from that uh, piece so uh this is about uh you know this paragraph is about the sterilization and how we need to do that So the the writer, author over here says, even if they are sterilized, dogs that continue to live on the streets will still bite, chase people and vehicles, get into accidents, suffer from hunger and disease and remain in conflict with people. Where resources are available, dog density will continue to increase, especially if people feed dogs on the streets. The only long-term solution is to implement strict pet ownership laws, prohibit people from carelessly feeding dogs everywhere, and set up facilities funded by animal welfare organizations that can either house dogs for life or humanely euthanize them so they don't suffer on the streets. This policy is implemented across the world and was also espoused by Mahatma Gandhi over a century ago when he exhorted local authorities to bill a pinjara pole for dogs or eliminate them altogether. As long as dogs are homeless on the streets, the ideas of a rabies-free India with harmonious coexistence between people and dogs will be a utopian dream. Keeping dogs homeless is bad for dogs, bad for people, and bad for wildlife. So so my question over here is like, is there the only long-term solution is state shelters and uh, adoption programs? And wh- wh- what have we got? So what do you make of this pit? This Which I read, I I wanted to quote the person absolutely without being, you know, taken out of context. That's why I read the paragraph after that also. Right. So look, um,
1: this uh, theory that look, if you can't uh, look after dogs, then euthanize, that is just not acceptable. Because dogs are sentient uh, beings just like any other animal. And uh, you can't just, you have to respect life. Right? Uh, we are not, uh, I don't think even abroad, uh, you know, uh, this is the norm. Uh, so let me first start with telling you what is the position of a lot of people are fond of saying that, look, um, you know, there are no stray dogs abroad. That is just not true. Right? It's just not true. But abroad, what we have is also dedicated dog parks. Right? If you look at the... Uh, pet ownership per capita. So, in India, in crowded uh, cities such as uh, Bombay, Delhi, uh, even people who are genuine pet lovers will hesitate to keep a dog in an apartment. Right? Because what do you do when you go away? Who's to look after the dog? But that uh, is not the situation abroad. Uh, I mean, the per capita pet ownership is far, far higher. So, yes, uh, adoption is one solution but there are limits to which it can it can work uh, in this country so but, but the two situation are just not uh, comparable secondly uh, there are very good stringent pet dog uh, you know uh, regulations uh, abroad so if you go to a pet shop for example uh, where they acquired the puppy from or the or the animal from is regulated and monitored here we have the rules but the rules are implemented more uh, you know as an exception than the rule so you have uh, these stringent so look uh, about 7 8 months ago uh, around the scope complex area in delhi uh, there is a lady who called me and said that look uh, uh, there is a puppy mill under the flyover, right? And I said, okay, let me see if I can find a time to get there. Uh, you know, I keep a very uh, cracking schedule about 18-20 hours a day. I finally went there and uh, saw that there was uh, signs of a poor family living under the in a Jogi jopri who were probably benefiting from. Uh, there was a very emancipated uh, two female puppies who, uh, you know, with their eyes, they were pleading to, I mean, it was almost, they were communicating to us to say, take me away from here, right? Uh, we did that. Now, if you look at that situation, uh, the those poor people were making money by breeding dogs and selling them. Now, who's at fault? The people who buy, uh, the authorities who do not monitor this. Because, I mean, on the one hand, we are talking about controlling the dog population as a solution. And here you have a situation where uh, there's a poor family who sees this as their only source of income. But in the process, they are being cruel to animals. So so it's a very big dilemma that we have. I mean, uh, how can we have a society where something like this is going on? So we rescued those uh, two female female dogs, and now they are healthy and beautiful living in a private shelter. But when you talk about shelters, uh, so this thing about take them away. So that is the third stage. Uh, this dog meat lobby wants to convince people uh, to to bring them to a position where they say that, okay, please take them away and keep them in a shelter. But where are the shelters? So first of all, for animal shelters you need large tracts of land you cannot possibly keep a dog in a small cage where you know the little creature doesn't even have time to maneuver uh, that that's just not acceptable right so are our governments going to set aside large tracts of land uh, for for taking care of dogs in a humane manner again the shelters need medical help, they need regular feeding. Now there are a lot of NGOs uh, which are privately funded from donations etc which are doing this good work. right? So, But they are also stretched to the limits and at the end of the day the only solution is please reduce the dog population by controlling the birth. There's no other solution here. So that's really what I'm saying and even if you so coming back to Uh, you know, that opinion piece, Um, yes, so the dogs who are sterilized will still be there. But in a short period of time, uh, the number, uh, see the cascading effect of an unsterilized female dog, uh, where the growth of that uh, population in that particular area is enormous. Uh, that effect stops if you do proper sterilization. Now, what do you require to do proper sterilization? It's not a big deal. You need a proper uh, infrastructure, which is the job of the municipality. Again, I'm coming back to the same example. If you have a particular uh, disease outbreak in a locality and you do not take uh, timely steps to curb that and it spreads, are you going to get rid of the population? That's just not any solution, right? On the other hand, when there is a solution that is staring you in the face, why don't you just take steps to implement it properly? There is no other way. Uh, the WHO, there are papers that are, you know, part of the code documents that talk about international measures that have been taken. And... Every little document that is there points to this one fact that animal bird control is the only solution. So why don't we just follow that?
0: All right. So I'm going to share this with you. So this was another in my reading for our podcast. I came across this uh, this article, which was written by Tirthob Energy uh, in India today. So this is a survey that was conducted... Uh, um by local circles, a leader community social media platform. So out of the two, 10,442 respondents, 30% averred that attacks by stray dogs were common, 3% indicated that attacks by pet dogs were common, and another 26% said that dogs by both st- attacks by both stray and pet dogs were common. The survey underlined. So on an aggregate basis, 56% respondents said stray dog attacks were common, while 31% said pet dog attacks were also common with a 5% exclusivity leading to 61% citizens saying attacks by stray and or pet dogs were common in their area. As far as training is concerned, 32% of the respondents admitted that most of them care to do so. That is training. Uh, this is the dog owners. The survey revealed that 19% are unhappy that quote, most pet owners don't do so and 16% felt that pet owners don't take care of uh, take the trouble of training their pets obviously the biggest uh, is uh, the municipal authorities that have been held responsible for effectively managing stray dogs 65% respondents vehemently said that they are completely ineffective in managing both stray and registration of uh, pet dogs uh, now there was just you know total cases of animal bites in 2019 was 7277000 2020 is 4633000 2021 17 lakhs and till 22 july was 1452000 states with the highest bite count tamil nadu is 251 maharashtra 231 west bengal 13 uh 133653 and the states with the highest number of stray dogs are uttar pradesh odisha and maharashtra deaths due to rabies from 19 to 22 is uh, 2019 to 22 was 160 now what do you make of this This survey that was done yeah
1: so again uh, my first question would be who funds these surveys all right i think Fair it's enough. a very valid question all right uh, look um, if you Uh, if you're following some of the news items, uh, there was uh, uh, this gentleman, Arvind Panagriya, who's a very reputed economist. He recently uh, came out with uh, statistics which complete, which turns on its head conversely, uh, economic findings about the rise of poverty poverty and inequality in, in, in India. He says On the contrary, poverty has reduced, especially after the pandemic, the inequality and the poverty has actually reduced in India. That is his finding. Now, there is another finding that is completely converse and he's disputing that. So in case of uh, street dogs and animals, it is particularly difficult to conduct surveys. And the reason is, uh, how can you even uh, do a census? of uh, dogs. You can't go household to household and say and knock and say, okay, how many people are you? Right? Because if if there's a uh, stray which is in a particular street, by the time he's counted, he will run to another street and get counted again. There's no identification. So to run a census of stray dogs itself is well next to impossible. Let me also tell you about this uh, rabies issue. All right. Now, Uh, In rabies, if you see, and uh, there have been, uh, you know, certain people who have sent um, RTI requests to uh, certain authorities and clearly the way that this uh, rabies situation that is attributed to a dog bite, how does this work? So let's say that somebody is bitten by a dog and... um, even if the dog is vaccinated, first of all, the local doctor, your MD will say, yeah, but, you know, why don't you just take a rabies shot, right? There's no need to take a rabies shot, right? Sometimes, uh, you know, if the dog is vaccinated, what is the problem? But they say, okay, as a measure of abundant precaution, please go and take your remedy. So you go to a hospital. Now, for a anti-rabies vaccination, there are three vials uh, that you three or four vials. So you go to your neighborhood uh, nursing home, you take a shot today. Tomorrow, uh, there's something near the office, you take a shot at that time. And then the third time you go to some other place or maybe you go back to the first one. Now, each time the doctor opens a vial, he will record it as a dog bite. Right. So therefore that one, uh, in fact, the animal was sterilized. There's really no need for that. All right. But something where there is no need shows up in the numbers as three uh, dog bites resulting in uh, potential rabies cases. Right. So the numbers are, uh, I'm (laughs) sorry to tell you, but I just do not trust these numbers. Secondly, as I said, some of these uh, stories are uh, designed to create a scare. Uh, It is not that, uh, look, we've had stray dogs for not just decades. Even prior to independence, India had a lot of homeless dogs, It's always been a feature of uh, Indian society. Uh, what is, it's not that suddenly in 2022 there's some strange constellation where uh, you know, all the dogs <laughs> in India are becoming ferocious and biting people all over. It can't be. Right? So if you think about it, there is a particular uh, driving force behind this narrative that is being spun. Now, this Narrative will take into account, uh, so, you know, for example, I have a lawyer friend, uh, you know, and I was trying to diffuse a situation in his uh, colony where, you know, there are just about four four or five strays, right? And, uh, you know, he was saying that, look, I just want my uh, kids to go uh, walk down the street and feel safe. But, you know, so... Uh, he's a very dear friend right and uh, I empath- empathize with that and I stepped in and I said, okay let's see what we can do to help the situation right So there are gentlemanly humane ways to resolve these disputes. Yeah. what uh, you know the media is recommending all these opeds are re- recommending is not the solution or the answer. And certainly some of these studies uh, are extremely dubious. Uh, I am sorry, but I just do not trust this at all. A, because it is very difficult to gather this data. I don't think we have a proper infrastructure to gather this data. Secondly, uh, some of these studies are motivated. A great, great number of these stories are motivated. Why is it that there are no stray dogs uh, in some of the so-called quote-unquote developed countries, right? Uh, well, you won't find stray dogs uh, pounding the streets, but there are stray dogs. They, they are there near garbage dumps and the like. So the, I don't think there's any country, if you look at some of the WHO statistics, there is no country in the world which has completely... Uh, eradicated stray dogs, right? In these countries, the rate of adoption uh, is far higher. In fact, let me tell you that there are uh, people uh, in, in say, USA or uh, UK, who, who I know, who have adopted strays from India. So if there's a stray uh, which is homeless, they want to give the stray a home. And they actually say, okay, get the dog across to me. We will raise the dog as our own family member. It, it, it happens. So the number of people uh, in, in, say, Western society, for lack of a better word, I don't like the term at all, but uh, there you are. So the number of people who are willing to adopt uh, animals and keep them as a pet, as a member of the household are far higher than here. And uh, even here, when there are people who want to do it, their ability to do so is severely restricted. So that's that's one issue. So the only way that you can get around this is to control the dog population. See, sometime in, uh, so for example, now, uh, this is something that I can tell you because I'm in touch with uh, a lot of these uh, NGOs and people are working. Uh, on this side. And they say that, for example, in Goa, um, you know, that there was a problem and uh, by proper adoption of ABC methodology, uh, the problem was resolved in very quick time. The turnaround time is not a big deal. We're not asking for five years to bring down the population. We're saying implement it properly. Now, what does it take to implement this? It takes... A proper, uh, first of all, there is an animal welfare organization that is nominated. Now, you know, like all government uh, bodies, what they do is any animal welfare organization that wants to participate in this sterilization program uh, has to give a bid, uh, which is one of the most absurd things ever, right? See, even when public sector companies... Uh, invite bids for a large project, right? There is a technical bid, right? Which uh, which is a pre-qualification. So depending on your ex- experience or expertise, uh, you know, if you're qualified, then you move to the financial bid. So even this principle of, uh, you know, it should go to the lowest uh, bidder. Uh, prevails uh, which which it does unfortunately in all our government organizations Uh, there is a pre-qualification technical bid that first uh, comes about here any animal welfare organization that wants to uh, contribute to this uh, please submit your bids and you will get this Uh, the lowest bidder gets it now there are certain facilities that the animal welfare organization has to have you have to have a certain number of surgeons you have to have um, an operating theatre with a uh, with a camera link. Uh, you have to have a uh, you know large enough space uh, for the dogs to recover. So there are certain uh, underlying infrastructure uh, criteria that are glossed over. Uh, what these guys do is they just respond to calls. So if there is a call. They say, oh, okay, so there's a call from this area, let's go there, pick up the dog and, okay, the dog is not sterilized, let's sterilize it. Uh, that's not the way. It has to be done in a very systematic manner. Some of the, did, did you know that, I w- I was surprised to learn this, but did you know that uh, qualified vets cannot do, are not equipped to do sterilize. It's only experience. So it's not part of the curriculum. Uh, I didn't know this until I was told uh, that- so therefore, you need to have a situation where uh, surgeons are trained to sterilize uh, homeless animals. Right? There is one training center apparently in Uti, right? But uh, there is an estimate now. I don't know how realistic it is, but you need to train about seven to ten thousand surgeons. Uh, So set up the training facility. It's not a big deal. I mean, when you talk about a training facility, it's not rocket science that we are teaching here, right? Set up a training facility. Seven to 10,000 people have to be trained and systematically fan out across all of India. And then the animal welfare organization, which has the resources and the infrastructure is appointed to take care of the problem. And then they do it in a systematic manner, uh, you go district by district, pick up the animals in a humane way, sterilise them, and then move on to the next district. If you do this, and it has been done before, there are states where it has been done, and it has come. It has been very successful. So, if you if you talk about the number of uh, stray dogs, see, uh, let let's take for example New Delhi now. New Delhi is probably one of the more successful because, you know, I don't remember the last time that I saw a litter of puppies. That they are still around, but I think about ten years ago, uh, puppy litters were, you know, a sight on on some of the main roads of Delhi. Right. But so therefore uh, we have been relatively successful. There's still a lot to do here, right? A lot more to do, and we can do do a lot. But taking a shortcut and saying, and uh, let me tell you that, you know, uh, to uh, the solutions that these uh, people are uh, trying to propound, uh, you know, is not going to go well. Uh, See, animal lovers are divided. They are not uh, on the same page on many issues. But when it comes to the fundamental fact, there is a large majority... I would say that every household has at least one person who really, really likes and identifies with animals. So there is a very large majority of animal lovers who will not countenance uh, any of the solution that these people are talking about. And why should they? Because there is an alternate solution, which, which will benefit all sides. So we are not really talking here about a, a situation where anyone's interests are going to be uh, endangered.
0: If Fair it... enough. Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, look, I like I told you when we were having a conversation, I come to this situation from a point of curiosity, not from a very defined view on this subject. All I did was because I was talking to you, I I tried to find out multiple points of view. I tried to read as much as I can. That's why I mentioned this survey and anything. Look, I'm very clear about one thing. There are issues. uh, And uh, I think from what I have understood is it's a state capacity problem and an implementation issue. And uh, while one can empathize with, uh, from the humanitarian perspective. I also expect a little bit of, uh, you know, leeway from uh, the the side that is empathizing and, and humanitarian to the other people who are at the firing line but the firing line being the delivery boys, the Zomato delivery boys, the Swiggy delivery boys. And, True. and, you know, they, I mean, you have to empathize with them. Yeah. I mean, if they're driving the two wheeler and, you know, to say telling someone why are you scared of a spider? Are hey evolutionarily prime day spider hai, magar dar lagta hai So I think the maybe if if sensible people are part of the discussion on both sides, there has to be a solution. I'll give you an example. Okay, there are stray dogs, and then there is poop and there is poop all over the place it's not like so no, anybody is coming look when you have pet owners i have seen irresponsible pet owners in india too yeah. who don't pick up their dog poop and, and it's not once i have seen it multiple times in my life i rarely see this in the west, a west western country you have responsible dog owners there now india mein to pet owners nahi karte to stray dog ka kya karenge and it's a serious issue right when you have millions of stray dogs i mean i don't blame the dog for pooping everywhere how can you expect the dog to be trained it's not but there are cascading effects from these issues and any responsible dog lover or a humanitarian has to understand that listen the people are going to complain <coughs> uh, that's my that's that's the only point that i say but uh, but i think i am in agreement with you that i think it is a state capacity problem it is a supply side problem which has led to this entire issue as of now percy you won't believe it my best friend's building has a small litter <laughs> five minutes away from my house i don't know what to do about it i mean we contacted the municipality the municipality barely does anything I- i'm being very straight up with you the municipality barely does anything and it's nice of the building they've created a safe space for the dogs they're letting the dogs grow and then they'll sterilize the dogs but every building is not going to do this right Every yeah. building so, is not going to have that kind of a humanitarian approach.
1: Correct. So look, you hit the nail on the head, right? I mean, I don't think it's, you're right. It's unreasonable to expect uh, every human being to be as compassionate, right? But well, there are two aspects here. One is, if you have a media that is spreading fear, and I give you the example of Uh, the South Delhi locality, which, uh, you know, someone told me that uh, she has repeatedly told me over the last few years that I'm very lucky to be living in a locality where, which is dog friendly. And now, because of the hype, uh, that sentiment is changing. Right now, how much of that is hype and how much of that is reality? Uh, That's the question that I'm asking here. So, Look there was a time not too long ago where you know, if you didn't like dogs, you just saw a dog uh, being walked, you crossed the street and let the dog go by. Right? There was no man animal conflict at that time. Uh, nowadays uh, you know you have situations where uh, so in 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 a, a locality which is not dog friendly, right? Uh, you have uh, people telling their staff that, okay, you are going to buy milk. Danda uh, Because if the stray dog comes, you can beat the dog. Now that is, uh, I mean, you don't understand. It's not even about the dog getting beaten. But if you do that, you are actually training the dog to be ferocious. Right? That is counterproductive. And this kind of attitude has been fed by a rogue media. Look, as a lawyer, right? I support the media's right to report, but at the same time, you know, our courts have said time and again, that uh, media has to report accurately, right? So, you know, if you, recently there was a headline, uh, you know, two children killed. Now, the family uh, you know, who are from a zo- uh, some uh, slum area in, in or you know, around Kunj, they have themselves said that, look, the dogs are very friendly. They are not, we don't believe that this is a dog bite. They are begging. They are begging for the incident to be properly investigated. But look. If if they were coming from a good family, they would, uh, you know, pressurize the police and say, please do a proper investigation. Here, it's become extremely convenient to blame the dog. Now, if you see the FIR, the FIR is a FIR of murder, you know, IPC section 302. But the media is reporting it as uh, two children killed on separate days from the same family. Right, uh, the two incidents are spaced up about three or four days from each other. So, by a very strange coincidence, two people, two children from the same family, are killed by stray dogs. And the and the parents and the aunt have given media statements. Uh, when I say media statement, means that their uh, what they say has been put up by animal lovers on YouTube and all these uh, uh, you know social media sites. And they are pleading that please investigate this matter. Don't just blame the dogs and be done with it. Because for all, you know, there's a killer that is walking around. I I mentioned the Noida incident. So unfortunately, you know, in our society, you know, there is a situation where, uh, you know, there's a chain of events that is unfolded. And uh, you see, now what is happening is the third phase, uh, which which is quite meticulously planned. One is spread the fear psychosis, turn the people against dogs. Second stage is let all the RWAs, <laughs> RWS, as you know, are one of the most uh, political, right? Whenever there's an RWA election, there is a campaign that I will rid this colony of stray dogs, right? I mean... Where do these, you know, retired uncles and aunties, you know, get so much time to do political campaign in their own little locality? Well, that's a different issue. So get the RWAs to uh, become anti-dog campaigners, right? Move the dogs away to an area where the dogs are vulnerable. Uh, The third stage is... Uh, because of this media campaign, the politicians uh, jump into the fray because there is a belief now that uh, uh, you know the people who worry about homeless dogs in their locality are in the majority. That is not the case. Right? It, it's an illusion. It's an illusion because the pro-dog lobby is not united. They do not speak in one voice. They speak uh, randomly. But let me tell you, I, I can guarantee you this. If you are a politician standing for election in a locality, your anti-dog stand is going to lose you votes. Because there are people who say, huh, okay, I didn't get time to post this. You know, I was very busy, but I'm not going to vote for this guy. It's a very big constituency. Right? And fortunately, I think Indian society has not come to a level where we do not any longer have empathy for other living creatures. Definitely not uh, in a scenario when there are very good solutions that are available, which are not being followed. So the, to the delivery boy, uh, you know, I would say, please learn, uh, you know, try to learn a few things, because it's, it's part of your job. And there will be situations when you will get chased by dogs. The thing to do is to not run away. Stop, uh, carry a packet of biscuits for heaven's sakes. Right? It's mean, as simple as that. Give it, If there is a dog that is barking at you, give it a biscuit or two. He will stop barking. Throw the biscuit. Throw the biscuit in the other direction. The dog will go away. You carry on and do your delivery. So sometimes there are just these simple common sense solutions that people are missing. And a lot of it is because of the
0: media head. I think it's also on Zomato and Swiggy and all these companies. They could do this. And for the record, this podcast is not sponsored by Parleji. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so I I understand where you're coming from. Like I said, I think it is... uh, The empathy quotient, I don't think so, is in shortage in India. I think we are probably... In percentage, like third, uh, more than thirty percent of India is actually proper vegetarian. So empathy has never been an issue in India when it comes to sentient beings. Uh, it's a supply side issue in terms of state capacity. Could be a training issue in terms of lack of training and understanding of how what is the most effective strategy. But uh, like before we wrap it up, I I just have to say this: I wish both sides, you know, did not demonize the other and carried more empathy in the discourse also we could do well uh, on an issue like this with empathy on all sides of the spectrum i'm glad you know you have uh, tried to spend some time and explain this issue i think i have gained a lot in terms of perspectives i full disclosure i was someone who was scared of dogs uh my father was scared of dogs my mother is scared of dogs and it was just passed on to me the funny way is my fear of dogs went away when i started going to a friend's house and that friend of mine would refuse to, you know, keep the dogs in some room. And she was like, get over your fear. And I got over my fear of dogs till the extent is hilarious. Now that, you know, if my friends, they have dogs in the house, I play with the dogs. Like I have done a complete 180 when it comes to dogs from being absolutely petrified of dogs. I still am not comfortable with dogs licking. I have full disclosure. I don't enjoy that. So I avoid the dog licking me. But I play with the dogs. I let the dogs come and sit on me. It doesn't bother me. I'm not scared. But it took some time. So I guess dog lovers also have to empathize with that side because I can literally tell you it has happened with me. But Percy, once again, thank you very much for coming. Can I just
1: give you, an... uh, yeah, sure. you two things? Uh, you know, so look, uh, I am a Parsi from Bombay, right? Now, uh, Parsi are supposed to be very um, civil and peace loving people. Right. Um, generally now, if you look at the history during the British era, the only time when there has been a Parsi riot is when the British in Bombay brought in this rule of dog culling and they were shocked out of the skins because all the Parsees came on the streets to say that no, not on my watch. Right. Now, again, uh, there's another uh, very uh, cute story that uh, somebody sent me just this morning. Uh, In fact, I think this is uh, Sohil Seth, who was uh, mentioning this uh, on social media, that Mr. Tata had to go to London to uh, get an award for uh, his uh, social programs. Uh, And... Prince Charles at the time, who's now, of course, the king, was going to give him that award. And uh, he said, okay, I'm not going because one of his pet dogs uh, was not well. So the bond that you can have with your pets uh, is far superior to even human relationships. There is a particular trust, a bond. You can communicate with pets. And you have to live with pets for a while to understand this because it may sound very absurd to somebody who's never lived with a a pet dog or, you know, not just dogs, all animals, elephants, horses, right? There are situations where even ferocious animals like tigers and lions, if they see, you know, the guy who rescued them when they were uh, little cubs, they come running from a distance and they hug the guy. This is the meaning of a sentient being. And look, uh, I'm the view, for example, I I also campaign for, uh, against capital punishment. Because the my view is, look, uh, you cannot give life, do not take life. And if you claim that you are superior, uh, as a superior being, then it is, even more your duty to look after the voiceless who may be hungry or, uh, you know, somebody may have an accident on the roads the way at nighttime. There are so many dogs who just come under the cars and then they have to be moved to hospitals and, uh, you know, taken care of. So uh, this is actually part of our constitutional duty. It is also a moral duty. But you can't, uh, you know, preach this to people. It, people have to realize this of their own. So, to, uh, I agree with you in, uh, on that score, and also on the f- uh, point that there is actually, at the end of the day, no need for this kind of animosity between the two groups.
0: Fair enough, uh, Percy. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> I think I I have a better perspective now when it comes to this subject. I, I, I kind of empathize too. I always did, but I honestly was not, what is the word? Well-educated on this subject. So it's actually in the process of wanting to do this podcast, uh, I, I got educated. And uh, I'm glad that you have come and I, and I hope that you keep uh, doing this work and Well, hopefully some government authorities pick up something from this podcast, because there are a few, you know, people inside the Sarkari system that do listen to this podcast. And maybe the viewers also develop some empathy because they're going to be those dog haters who are going to go all ballistic in the comment session. But once again, thank you very much for coming, Percy. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye-bye. All right, guys, we'll wrap today's discussion up. Once again, you can follow Percy on social media. I'll leave his social media handle in the description. Also, please subscribe to the Char Work Podcast, like this video, leave your comments. Uh, uh, have some empathy on this issue from both sides. I don't know which side of the aisle you are on, but I think if you could have a little bit of empathy. And uh, if you want to support the Char Work Podcast, please do support it by becoming a member. Doesn't matter where you become a member, YouTube, Patreon, Fanmo, buy the Charvok Podcast merchandise. I will see you guys next time. Until then, namaste, take care, bye.